0: Welcome back to 32GI Sports Nutrition. Mark Wolf joining myself, Mr. Active David Katz, and we're talking a big cycle event, or maybe I should call it an absolutely huge cycle event. 35,000 cyclists have registered and entered the 40th edition of the Cape Town Cycle Tour. It takes in some of the best sites that South Africa and maybe the world have to offer. It's a world-renowned racer, not just locals, people from all over coming and doing it, and it's an important event. It's a cycle event. People spend all year training and building for this one. A lot of training goes in a lot of nutrition goes in and it's very important in that last week not to lose it there's the chances of getting ill because all of a sudden you're changing things so very important last week before a big race like this especially for the cyclists to know that they're going to be arriving on the start line in peak form mark is that a big problem a lot of people i think we find that with sort of any form of exercise you've done all this training you've done this bulk your nutrition matches then you get to your sort of your cutback weeks and uh, all of a sudden it's a big change for the system
1: I think a lot of people feel, you know, before a big race when they're actually toning down their training, et cetera, they they definitely feel like they're not doing enough and they want to do some more. Uh, But as I tell people, if you want to train the week before the race, keep the training down. But there is one thing you can really train very well, and that's your gut. In other words, focusing on your nutrition, and that's really, really key. If you want to get to race day in really good tip-top shape, Uh, Make sure you've got your nutrition 100% correct uh, The week before the race And obviously, you know, the days before And obviously on race day Because that is going to make the biggest difference uh, in the end
0: Now looking at that week before Of course you've got the week of There's all this excitement You're toning down possibly at work Getting ready to go down to the Cape If you're based there with the event coming up You know, when people are traveling, diets sort of can change hard to maintain. It's very important to stick to what you know, stick to your regime, keep eating the clean stuff uh, in that week in the build-up?
1: 100% correct. Uh, Don't go and start changing your diet and consuming things that you wouldn't normally eat uh, as far as your regular diet goes. Uh, Make sure that you also are hydrating nice and uh, properly every single day. Um, I would say that there are things that are quite beneficial and that's toning down, uh, definitely toning down your sugar intake um, as it gets closer to the event. In other words, not taking in too much sugar, um, not eating too much junk food at all. In actually fact, keeping it nice and clean and nice and lean. And the reason I say that is because the last thing you want to do when you taper before any event is actually gain uh, any excessive weight. Because any half a kilo or kilogram overweight on race day is absolutely going to impact you because you're not used to that even during training. So that's the one aspect. The other aspect is you want to get to stay nice and healthy. And there's one sure way to make yourself unhealthy and to lower the immune system, and that's actually eating nonsense. So by eating cleanly, hydrating properly, and trying to keep it um, as wholesome and as natural as possible as far as the diet goes, you're actually, ob- you actually um, keeping your immune system strong and, uh, and then obviously mitigating the risk of falling ill.
0: Now, Mark, um, looking at the days before, you talked about cutting down things. Uh, You know, cycling and coffee, they tend to go hand in hand. But uh, there's a big benefit, isn't there, for cyclists to cut down on caffeine and then maybe use something like the G-Shot product during the race. It will have added benefit if they've reduced it in the week leading up, won't it?
1: Look, caffeine is definitely shown to give uh, performance benefits without a doubt. um, There's two reasons why caffeine is important. Actually, maybe three reasons why caffeine is important. Number one, uh, it does wake up the brain. It wakes up the mind. It makes you feel more alert. It's, it's a natural stimulant. Um, the other thing is is that caffeine has the ability to free up a large amount of free fatty acids, which can be utilized um, for fueling. I mean, and that's freely available fuel, which is very powerful. Uh, the last thing that caffeine does is it actually helps feed up the replenishment of glycogen when consumed with the carbohydrate post-exercise. So, Caffeine does have its benefits. I think, though, if you get very, very big caffeine consumers who are constantly consuming caffeine all the time, uh, the biggest issue is, is that um, they actually uh, they don't become caffeine intolerant. They're very tolerant to caffeine, and the impact will be far less when they're actually taking it. I see this. You know, Some guys consume a large amount of caffeine every single day, and then what actually happens is when it comes to race day, they try and take a similar amount of caffeine, but it doesn't have a major impact. The other thing is, and that is very, very important to note, is that you, you you don't know how much caffeine is actually in a cup of coffee. So you can go and drink a cup of coffee, and it can be very, very strong, but there's no way to tell how much caffeine is in it. The strength is not related to the con- the caffeine content whatsoever. So measurable caffeine intake is really, really the, the, the key thing here when it does come to racing, and you need to know how much caffeine you're consuming before or during an event and make sure that you you take in the right amount. In general, we look at one to two milligrams of caffeine per kilogram of body weight uh, consumed a couple of hours uh, before the onset of a race. If you want to maximize the impact of your caffeine before an event, the best thing to do is to try and wean off the caffeine a little bit um, and then hit it, obviously, on the day of the event. The problem is is that if you're a very big coffee drinker and you drink four, five, six cups a day, which some people do, uh, or even in the form of uh, maybe teas, which is also very high in caffeine, the problem is is that um, uh, you cannot just cut it out because if you cut it out, you're going to end up with withdrawal symptoms and you're going to absolutely really feel terrible. The best thing to do is to actually tone down the caffeine little by little. Um, you don't have to cut it out completely, but make sure that you cut it down to a certain extent that when you take it on the day, it has a nice impact. But again, the caffeine needs to be measurable. It's impossible to tell how much caffeine you're consuming without knowing how much caffeine there is uh, in any particular product
0: mark talk to me about fiber i know it's something that uh, triathletes specifically like to cut down you know maybe from about three three days before maybe for runners also very important but guys are doing something like a, a longer cycle race is it something that they should also look to be doing in general or does it just depend on on how the certain person sort of deals with fiber
1: Look, fiber is something important to discuss because fiber is something that's it's like eating plastic in a way. If you want me to put it like that, it, it doesn't get digested or broken down in the body. It actually just passes through the body. And the problem is is that some people, they do eat quite a bit of fiber in their diet, which is fine because it helps with bowel and digestive function. I think the thing is, is though, that um, what is the impact of fiber when your body is uh, performing at a very high intensity, and the actual the, the digestive tracts become quite, quite a bit stressed. And then in that case, what you get is sort of a, a, a gastrointestinal distress on the on the on the bowels. And the reason being is is that under high intensity, some people um, get negatively impacted by fiber consumption. And you see it, there's a severe burning or aching in the stomach, etc. I mean, there could be a lot of reasons that, that causes that. Fiber is one reason. I mean, there's many others. So in that case, if you are sort of more sensitive to, to fiber intake um, and you do have a maybe a sensitive stomach or digestive system, I would recommend maybe, yes, lowering or cutting down the fiber maybe 48 to 72 hours before an event. I mean, this last week, I had an athlete who um, definitely had a... Um, sort of gastrointestinal sensitivity issues and uh, instead of eating maybe oatmeal for example before a race or a a quinoa meal whatever it was you know opted for a white rice pudding or something which was a little bit lower in fiber which provided the carbohydrate intake um, you know on that day so I would say if you've got a sensitive stomach try and lower that fiber intake and that means that if you're going to eat bread for example don't go and eat a A high fiber bread, Um, you know, white bread has got hardly any fiber, so you would rather go with a piece of white bread. Even though it's not healthy bread, you're only going to be using it for fueling on the day, and it's a better option to keep the fiber low. So those are just some simple examples.
0: Now, Mark, we talked a little bit about trying not to get sick, but, you know, it, it can happen, and it happens very often that in that week and that transition people do. Adding something like maybe taking a bit of vitamin C daily in the week up, would you recommend something like that?
1: Well, interestingly enough, vitamin C uh, actually impacts your endurance performance. So I, I actually would avoid vitamin C because it can impact your energy levels during an event. And I tell people if they're taking vitamin C, they should probably cycle on it and off it and not take it during bouts of high intensity, specifically during heavy bouts of, uh, of racing because vitamin C has been shown to, to impact the body's ability to perform. It does play... It does play negatively on the energy system, but it plays positively on the immune system. So you need to actually weigh those up. I think what I would look at more is taking things like uh, zinc, for example, which is absolutely brilliant, and it also actually um, aids sort of um, uh, liver function as well. Um, It does help with immunity. Uh, There's the vitamin B1, 6, and 12s, like the neurobians and the vitamin B complexes, which are actually quite nice to take. I mean, you can get that um, in tablet form as well for those people that don't like to get injections by their doctors, but but without a doubt, um, uh, that also helps uh, boost immunity. One of the biggest things we know that does boost immunity is, and as I mentioned before, eating cleanly and sleeping well at night. I mean, the more sleep you get and the more rest of the body is, uh, the far better as well. The immune system uh, strengthens and recovers. And and just to also probably avoid places where, or crowded places, like maybe try and stay out of gyms or steam rooms, et cetera, where, where germs probably run around rampant and the chances of infection are a lot more. It really all depends on how hard you've actually been training because we know that hard, high-intensity training lowers the immunity. And, uh, and, and, and and once you've finished a, a strong training bout and you once to actually um, get to some place or a race in in. in a, you know with a strong immune system the best thing to do is to try and avoid contact with people that might be uh, ill or you know any trying to avoid places where you might have a high risk of exposure to getting illness
0: mark talking about a sort of another supplement that's that's very common and of course 32gi is a great product uh, true mag magnesium look nothing beats training and having the right training for the intensity you want to ride at but there is merit once again in, in, in adding some magnesium to your diet in the lead up to an event
1: look magnesium is probably one of the most critical i would say minerals that anybody could consume because there's a lot of benefit to it and uh... first of all magnesium is very much utilized in the creation of ATP and ATP is really the fire that ignites the, um, the muscles and uh... And, and, that's, and, and that's basically what causes muscle contraction yeah. so, so yes magnesium is very critical from an energy point of view um, it also helps not just with energy but it it helps calm the nervous system so taking magnesium before you go to sleep yeah. at night uh, would allow the yeah. nervous system to relax a little bit more and um, and allow you to get a better night's sleep so it does have its benefits and it also has shown to delay the onset of uh, of muscle fatigue
0: now mark you've been down to cape town plenty you've been in and around the race to you what is the most special thing about the event
1: well, I think if you look at August, people say sometimes it's not a long cycle race, it's a short cycle race. But it's probably a cycle race in the most beautiful part of the entire world, maybe, which is along the coast. And it really is an absolutely beautiful event. I mean, to cycle around them, I mean, for the people that live there, I'm absolutely jealous because they've got some of the most beautiful scenic cycling routes in the world. And I think that's really what makes the event truly really special another thing that makes that event special is you've got it's the biggest timed cycle race in the world, and as you mentioned earlier, I think the number is what, 35 to 36,000 cyclists all coming together on a single day um, it's crazy when you think about how an event like this is completely controlled with full road closure amazing safety, and, um, and if you look at it from that point of view, I mean, it's, it's one event that's definitely, it's on the bucket list not just for South Africans, but for anybody worldwide
0: Well, it really is a phenomenal event. If you are racing on the 12th of March, best of luck. If it's your debut one, your novice one, have an absolute smashing time. For everyone else, happy training, and we'll be back with you soon on the 32GI Sports Nutrition Podcast. 32GI. Leading sports nutrition provider. Focused on health and performance. 32GI, Trusted Sports Nutrition Advisors.